On 9 to 1, it is three minutes past ten and uh, time to meet our first Collicotway Shire candidate for uh, the 2016 local elections, Michael Delahunty. Good morning. How are you? Good morning, John. Good morning, Colin. Welcome. Thank you very much for uh, drawing the short straw and jumping feet first into our uh, first interview today. No worries at all. I'll just shift all those Abbott cassettes out of the road and um, <laughs> I'll try to, find, try, try to find a seat. Thank you. <laughs> So uh, welcome along, and uh, we thought we'd uh, let you have a bit of a chance to introduce yourself first up to uh, those who may not uh, know who you are in, in your current councillor, and uh, give yourself a bit of a, a background. Oh yeah, thank you. Yeah, current councillor, um, oh, I suppose we're third or fourth generation in the area, uh, background in farming, work as a consulting engineer, we run our own business, my wife and I operate across South West Victoria. My geotechnical engineering—that's anything to do with dirt and soils. Mm-hmm. Um, and yes, as, as you say, a current councillor have been uh, on this council for this term, and looking to stand again. Yes, with, uh, the support of the community. Yep. Okay. Well, that's good. Well, that brings us to our first question. Now, what we have is a number of questions that um, are available for people who we're interviewing, and Michael has picked out five mm-hmm. randomly from the bucket of doom. Yes, as we call it. Um, so the first one, Michael, is what is the single most important issue that has made you re-stand for council? Yeah, thanks. Um, well, I, I guess it's to put a line on a map for the future route of the Princess Highway through Colac. Mm-hmm. Um, just the projected freight volumes coming out of the southwest of Victoria over the next couple of decades are quite incredible. And we need to figure out how that freight is going to get from the Port of Melbourne to the Port of Portland and through southwest Victoria. And Colac, with its um, four lanes of freeway heading this way, increasing number of traffic lights in the main street, um, unless something is done, uh, it will become an absolute bottleneck, destroying the ambience of the town with all the fumes, brake dust, clutch dust, etc. Uh, health effects Mm. Um, I'm not advocating that the traffic be removed from Murray Street tomorrow what I would like to see is a bit of planning put a line on the map and somewhere down the track then we have the argument about when it's built but first we need a line on a map. And is that something the council needs to do in conjunction with state government in particular or what's the starting point? The starting point is to generate the, um, the urgency within the community and from that you're advocate to politicians, state, federal of course, because it is uh, Australia's number one road, the Princess Highway, mm-hmm. uh, of which Murray Street is part of. And so it will be a multi-agency, multi-government task, but it's got to start somewhere. And as community leaders, we need to pick up on the, um, well, yeah, the, the understanding within the community that something's got to happen and, and take that forward to the other agencies. And I guess what you're saying is it's too late once the duplications happen to start then complaining, the oh, there's too much traffic coming through Murray Street. We need to be doing it now so that it'd be like ready for a transition to, you know, redirect that traffic or something like that. Yeah, it's um, when you say it's never too late. Well, most of the people you talk to, they start by saying, yeah, it should have been done years ago. Well, okay, it should have been done years ago, but the fact is it wasn't. So we've mm. got to start from where we are. And it'll be too late once there's horrendous traffic problems in Colac. It'll be too late once the ambience of the CBD is destroyed. Um, that, then it will be too late. So that's where I want to start now. 
I thought personally that the bridge should have been built across the lake while there was no water. <laughs> I was advocating for that, but I didn't didn't get a lot of support. No, I didn't get up that one. No, <laughs> no, I'm surprised that one didn't get up, given that you had your support. Yeah, yeah. 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 me and my one follower. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, that's why I'm not running for council. <laughs> but but, but on, a, on on a serious point, that while it would look spectacular, um, that option doesn't. Uh, pick up the traffic from the south of Colac and doesn't sort of go near our industrial zones. So, mm. so it's anyway, not a, it not a goer. Spectacular. It would look good, yes, mm. especially with some fairy lights. Yeah. Okay. Solar powered. Um, Jonathan, you might want to ask me I can question. do, yes. Uh, <laughs> next out of the Bucket of Doom we have, how would you get more tourists coming to spend time in Colac and the inland towns of the Shire? Right. Um, strip shopping centres are dead and dying I reckon mm -hmm. to get people into towns uh, in the future you need a honey pot you don't need a big long strip of shops you need one honey pot right in the middle mm -hmm. and commerce radiates out from that what my example of a honey pot would be something like a Beechworth bakery yes that just drags people from everywhere Mm. to go to that one thing and the spin-off from that is what generates your uh, ongoing commercial development within your CBD. Um, I was supporting the new coal supermarket going down the bottom of Bromfield Street even though we had to give them half the road. Mm -hmm. The alternative is they'd go out of town and start the big long mega shopping strips that we see driving into somewhere like Warnable. I reckon unless your CBD is walkable it's, it's no it, point. It becomes soulless. Yes, yeah. you're right. Big, empty, vast <coughs> spaces. Yeah. So, yeah, that that's straight off the top. Um, yeah. yeah. That's good. No ne problem. Next question, next please. <laughs> next Coming question. Away. Well, we might yeah. ask one more. Mm -hmm. um, well, this is a good one. Oh. <laughs> Give us a three-sentence summary, if you can, of the Blue Water Redevelopment. Right, three sentence. If you can. Um, I'll let you go to five. <laughs> th three sentence summary of the blue water redevelopment. And keep in mind, there's follow-up questions. Ooh. Oh, okay. So don't, don't cover these points. What would you have done differently and what has been done well? Um, so. And I suppose we're probably covered by the rules of slander. That's are right. We? <laughs> uh, well, you know, given that... Maybe no one's listening. It's probably okay. <laughs> I best keep them in mind. Yes, just That's try and right. control yourself. The general. Right. I just, well, you count the sentences and I'll say <laughs> them. Um, right off the top, it's just a lack of accountability. Mm -hmm. uh, um, for 18 months, councillors sat on their hands and said, no, everything's all right. And obviously it wasn't. Mm-hmm. That's that's your three. That's, that's, that, that's a good summary, and I'd say a lot of people in the community would, you know, while we might appreciate the actual facility or parts of it that can be used, um, there have been lots of ongoing issues. What would you have done differently, if you could have? Because given constraints within council, you have one vote. I advocated in January of last year that we... We were burning cash, no, sorry, we were burning community goodwill quicker than we were burning cash. I advocated that we borrow extra money, finish the thing, and then apologise for borrowing extra money. But at least the it would be open. Mm -hmm. mm. And that didn't happen. That didn't happen. And it didn't also get the didn't open. On that. No. No. 
Okay, and what do you think was done well, if anything? Um, okay, f oh, well, credit where it's due. I suppose advocating for state and federal funding because there's been quite a bit of that go into it. Mm -hmm. um, so back when that, that started, which would have been more than 10 years ago now, okay. I'd say that advocacy was done fairly well to generate the amount of funding from other governments that went into it. Okay. All right. Well, that's good to hear. Now, look, we've got a viewer or a listener, as we yep. do in radio, a listener question has come in. Yeah. Is it true that if the plan to shut the cinema on two days per week goes ahead, that you have suggested that the Coen Brothers movies be played on a continuous loop on at least one of those two days? Given the um, numbers of movies that the Coen Brothers have produced, it'd probably have to run 24 hours, yeah. Yeah, well, they have continuously. Some fantastic movies. Absolutely, they and have. Let's face it, the seating there is limited to a couple of hundred, so there would be oversubscription, I would say, because they are fantastic movies. Yeah, yeah okay. And people who really appreciate good cinema do appreciate the Cowan's work. Absolutely. Well, on that note, we might take a short break. And um, you're listening to OCRFM. We're speaking with Michael Delahunty, a candidate for re-election in the upcoming council elections. And here's a song um, for Michael. On OCRFM, this is 9 to 1. It's quarter past 10, and we are chatting with uh, one of the local candidate uh, for the Collicotway Shire elections, Michael Della Hunty, and uh, we are powering through these magic questions. Mm, we may have to pull another question out of the bucket of doom if we have time. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> thank you very much again for uh, coming and having a chat today. Um, so, what do you think of the Colac Lake Foreshore Redevelopment Plan? And could it be done for less, do you think? Um, yeah, my comment on that was it was a big yawn. It's boring. Right. <laughs> Why would anyone go and have a look at what's being proposed? The original draft concept was just a bit of cut and paste and excited, not me anyway, and nobody else in the community apparently. Mm -hmm. It started off with a really good concept of getting everybody's ideas on whiteboards and Facebook and everything like that, and they were all rejected for something just really, really bland. Yep. I did like that little circular... Peary thing, jetty. Yeah, I thought commonly that was nice. referred to as a nipple ring. Oh, not by me. Yeah, but it's not really a jetty unless it goes through water. What <laughs> is it when it just goes through mud? Oh, yeah, well, it's just a circle in the, the mud. The big challenge for a lake is to develop something that is not dependent upon water. Mm. Mm. I was thinking, though, that the, the foreshore redevelopment would be a way to catch people and keep them in Colac, you know, the drive-through crowd, if you could make it somehow fun and, like you say, not boring, and you're right, it, the water part does limit the attraction if there's no water. Yeah, because back in the day you had the old paddle um, boats and things like that, but, yeah, without water. Yeah. To dry what is the problem with the water? I'm, I'm reasonably new to Colac. Why does it dry out, just in a quick summary? Seasonal. Seasonal. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Has it always done that? Um. Quite probably, yeah. Uh, back in the mid-90s, it was a big concern. It was overfull and overflowing and right. it had the opposite problem with the foreshore being washed away and everything. Okay. Um, so it's just a, a cyclical... So paddle boats thing. are probably not a good idea long... Uh, well, not all year anyway. No. 
Um, but how hard is it to make a really fun park place that kids will want to play? I mean, the park there is okay for a certain age of kids, but, you know, like a bit of exercise equipment and things like that that other places do, um, it doesn't seem like it needs to be $10 million worth. No, it's not that hard at all. You just need the idea and the inspiration and a bit of money. Mm. Um, just something like a, a sound shell that the whole town could use for functions would have been a good idea. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, does anyway. seem an opportunity missed. Mm. Has that been approved, that redevelopment by the council? The plan's been a, a adopted or accepted, and once that happens, the next stage is to apply for funding or try to find funding for the various components of it. Right. But there is an opportunity to change it if a new council got on with some new ideas, perhaps? Probably not dramatically. They could probably change the emphasis, pick out different components and emphasise those components and maybe alter those components somewhat. Um, but probably the whole thing probably won't be thrown out, no. Oh, OK. All right, then. Last question, unless we decide to ask more, <laughs> in which case it's not. Mm. Would you support a proposal for free hard waste collection for the Shire whereby ratepayers get a ticket that will give them, say, one free trip to the dump per year? Um, There's no such thing as free. No, but free as in a ticket. It's paid for by your rates. Paid for by your rates. I think the last time we looked at doing one, it was $150,000. Okay. Um, Yeah, look, if the demand was there and... There seems to be a lot of dumping in the bush and I wonder whether having the ability to get rid of your stuff once a year might alleviate some of that. Certainly go some way towards it, yes. Mm. I guess the responsible people who'd use the free ticket aren't going to be dumping anyway. But I love the idea of hard waste collection. Yeah. It's good um, recycling policy. What's our recycling policy? No, no. Having hard waste collection is a good recycling policy because everyone comes and takes away your hard waste before the council even comes and picks it up. Before it even gets to the bike yeah, shop yeah. sale. Yeah, that's right. People come and grab bits of what they want. Council established a, a tip shop at Apollo Bay last year and we'll give that 12 months and see how that goes as far as the costs of okay. um, running it, the income, etc. But yeah, it was about $150,000 last time we looked oh, at well doing that's a, good to know. A, a hard waste collection. If that, uh, if it was a priority of the council to set aside that money in the budget, yeah. What I would be advocating though is that you don't actually put it out your front, that you get uh, with your rates account or something, you'd get a ticket that lets you take your stuff once a year to the dump for free. So there'd still be a cost, obviously, but it wouldn't be a truck coming around and collecting everyone's rubbish. Um, it would be, to me, a simpler way, and not everyone would be using it. Mm. It might be a more economical way to do it. Fantastic idea. If I'm lucky enough to get elected, I'll take that You'll put on that board. forward? Oh, good, because yep. I have some more details from someone <laughs> who gave the idea to me, right. and they, they can articulate it way better. No worries at all, Colin. I'll even insist that you get your na- the naming rights. <laughs> No, 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 I don't want my name next to rubbish, thank you very much, <laughs> as kind as that offer is. Okay, well, is there uh, one question you've been dying for us to ask you? Oh, yes. <coughs> oh, gee, now, that has really thrown me. <laughs> that, that, that has made me uh, almost speechless. <laughs> one question. Um, gee, nah, 
Mine's blank. I'm sorry. That is okay. That's right. Well, look, we'll give, we'll give you a chance yeah. to just sum up, summarise your claims. But I do have a quick final question for right. if people haven't decided whether or not they want to vote for you. Yep. It can come down to the numbers. It can come down to this: swannies or doggies. Woof woof. Good o. <laughs> Okay, and now your opportunity to give us a bit of a summary on why people should, could, will vote for you. Oh, why people should vote for me is because I won't be signing... <coughs> no, excuse me. That's all right, we've got a bit of that. Um, won't be signing a code of conduct that uh, silences me. Um, the people in the community have a right to know what I think. They have a right to approach me with any issue that they feel is relevant and know that that issue will be handled sensitively um, and confidentially and won't be immediately reported to City Hall. Uh, they know fight for transparency, uh, good governance and, and openness within council and being very careful with ratepayers' money. Thank you, Michael. You, you, we did have a question about the Code of Conduct, but unfortunately you didn't draw that out of the bucket of doom. Mm. But I'm glad you've raised it because certainly it's a big concern out there in the community. Um, we should be able to talk to our local councillors. Fair enough, have a Code of Conduct with rules on how you behave, but in terms of people not being able to speak to you without it being reported somewhere else, I think that's just absolutely outrageous and hard to believe anyone would have voted for it. <laughs> We'll leave it on there. That, on that note, thank you very much, Michael Delahunty, for uh, coming in and having a chat. Uh, and, of course, uh, this will be available as a podcast on the OCRFM website. And good luck. Thank you.